as always, we want to thank our sponsor, the Norden Group of Salt Lake City. Why do portfolios of large institutions, endowments, and pensions look so different than the portfolios of high net worth individuals and families? The philosophy at the Norden Group is that you should invest your portfolio like an institution. This approach leads to complete transparency. Some key questions to ask yourself. What do I really own? How much am I paying in fees? What costs am I paying that are not disclosed? Would I be better off in a low-cost index fund? At the Norden Group, we conduct what is called a portfolio audit, which can help reveal these and other important details. Call us to set up your appointment. And as always, if you folks have, you know, seven or eight figures worth of investable wealth, um, these are the guys that you want in your corner. These are honest, ethical professionals who can help you at every step along the way. Uh, They're the allies that you need on your side. Investment advisor services offered through Townsquare Capital LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Townsquare is not affiliated with any other named entity. Have you ever stumbled upon maybe, you know, tens of dollars and water's just not doing it for you? Well, non-nutrition might be your answer. Feel hydrated, replenished, and refueled <laughs> with non-energy. All right. As you, as you can tell, that's a different voice. Um perhaps maybe a more pleasant voice than Joe's, right? Um, but so. w- yeah, we actually have a really special guest here. Um, we'll, we'll talk about him in a second. But first, I do want to thank the Norton Group for everything that they do, for their, their support of the local cycling community. And they're just good, awesome people. And I just can't say enough nice things about them. Um, so yeah, we have, we have a couple different people in the studio right now. We have the the can we call you famous? Because you are like technically Infamous. a social influencer, right? Oh, you know, you've got like you have more followers than me, Dan. Tens so, of followers. Um, yeah, but we have Miles. Maybe even teams. We have the 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 future legendary Miles Baker in we'll the room. See about that. Yeah. And we also have Amy here hanging out with us, my daughter. And fun fact: this will probably be the first podcast episode Amy has ever listened to. And you're in for a treat. Yeah, she's eating something right now, so she can't really comment on that. But she's just kind of hanging out with us. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, Joe Joe got married, and it's been kind of a crazy, hectic little period of time for, for the Draper family. But Joe finally got married. That was a lot of fun. And he taught me how to use the, the software. Oh, yeah. And hopefully this is recording something. I might just be like... <laughs> We might be wasting a whole lot of time if yeah, it's not. Fingers so, crossed. So, yeah, if you guys are hearing this, things probably went well. Um, but, you know, for, first of all, I just wanted to to talk about, like, th- thanks so much, everyone, for those who came out to, to support Joe's wedding. And we had just, it was just a fun, it was basically a fun bike people party. Like, most of the people that actually showed up were involved in some way with Joe cycling miles didn't really care enough to show up no I, I had a race you I had a big race the next day so conflict I would have been there but yeah no it was it was super fun thanks everyone for coming and supporting Joe um, thanks Tessa for marrying him I'm not you know hopefully you've uh, you you've been well warned what you're getting into uh, but yeah super fun super fun weekend Miles, we had a lot of cool stuff going on this weekend. You want to tell us a little bit about, well, first of all, Soldier Hollow, then we'll talk a little yeah. bit about the I-Cup. But. Big week for Maybird. Um, we had the Soldier Hollow uh, Bike Fest. Um, we had a, a top three, only Maybird, with two Gibbons and uh, Seth Sheringtron, uh in the seventeen eighteen category. 
Um, Xander Lyman race, I know he didn't feel excellent about his race. I think he did pretty good. Um, Joe Cochran as well. Yeah, Joe got did, a top ten. Really well. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. He got, he got a um, he got like eighth in yeah, the, right behind in the UCI Junior Division. That's that's impressive. Yeah, super impressive. Kudos, Joe. Um, yeah, we had lots of girls racing. Um, yeah, I know Helena Archibald got third in the seventeen eighteen. Yeah, and Zoe got second. And um, but we had yeah we had several we had a, a, quite a few girls in the fifteen sixteen. Um, we had. We had like, I think three girls racing today, and just, yeah, a lot of lot of people racing out there, and, and super, you know, it's 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 a cool thing that we get to do this close to home, where people can kind of get that UCI USAC experience closer to home without having to incur all the travel costs and everything. Um, get some USAC points and maybe even some UCI points. Yeah. But way to go, all our racers. Thank you so much for participating. And I also want to take a second and just really, really thank those that helped me set up and take down the tents. Um, you know, Joe's wedding was planned before they moved Soho to this weekend. And, you know, I just, I, I had to do that instead of set up and take down races. And so we had the... Um, the Bigwood family, right? Yeah, Ben yeah. Bigwood's parents... Helped set up the tent, and and Zoe has 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 is taking it down for us. Probably right now, as we speak, she's taking it down. And I know some people helped her with that. So thanks everyone for taking care of that. That was really awesome that you guys would do that when I couldn't be there. So um, yeah, and then we also had like the same weekend we also had an I Cup race. And I was kind of worried that like not a lot of people would show up to the I Cup because of the the. Soho Bike Fest the same weekend, but we actually had a pretty good turnout at the iCup yeah, as well. Yeah, field out there. Yeah, so I I tried to pull up the results, but I couldn't I yeah. couldn't pull them up for some I, reason. iCups work, or the iCup results work fifty percent of the time. So. Okay, yeah, they, I couldn't, so I didn't get a look and see how many. But I think we had like I heard we had like about fifteen riders out there. I don't I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that maybe that I'm just make, right. maybe I'm making up that number, but. Um, Thanks for thanks for everyone for supporting us out in the different races. I just love I love seeing Maber jerseys all over the place out racing and having yeah. fun and yeah. So good weekend, everyone. So Miles, is there any uh, bike news we should be aware of? No. For those of you that don't know Miles, Miles is probably about the closest to bike nerdiness as is Joe. You know, yeah, I mean, you, we we're both nerds. And and in fact. Um, when Joe found out Miles was going to help me out while he was gone, he kind of got a little nervous because he's like, he's he's nervous his job is going to be threatened. You know, I'm, I'm nervous too. Those are big shoes to fill, but <laughs> some big nerdy shoes. <laughs> so, but yeah, Miles, thanks so much for doing this, oh, and, and I think I think you'll make it fun. Miles makes me laugh. He's he's the one kid that's not afraid to disagree with Joe and I, <laughs> um, and we've we like to have a lot of discussions about nerdy cycling topics so yeah. thanks thanks for being here miles miles first just tell us a little bit about yourself like um for the I, few I'm people miles. that that don't know you I, we so, touched on i'm a bike nerd so that's that's just about it it it's just about all i do i, I really like bikes and skiing in the winter but good mostly bikes yeah i don't, I don't know what else <laughs> what's your favorite food my favorite food oh that's really hard 
I, I know you're going to disagree with me, but sushi's pretty good. Oh, man, that's lame. Yeah, poke. We'll, we'll edit that. Anything like that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm get fired. Okay, so what what's going Do we have any any bike news that might be good for us to be aware of? Yeah, not a, not a huge week in terms of uh, pro racing. Other We, we did have our, our local boy, Keegan Swenson. He, uh, the unbeatable Keegan Swenson, got second to uh, a bear rider at short track on... Uh, on uh friday yeah and uh but you know let's let's put that into context just a little bit yeah i don't think i mean keegan's specialty it lately has been like really long gravel events yeah like 10 hours plus yeah and the fact that he can still is that competitive in short track is just awesome which is super impressive and and it wasn't a big margin either it was within the same second him and or first place in him so yeah that he's that he's able to compete on that level in in complete opposite ends of the intensity spectrum is pretty impressive which kind of just goes to show you know a big awesome motor can do a lot of things in a lot of different places so. he does a lot of zone too so <laughs> um uh maybe arguably more impressive sophia uh sophia gomez vigifana i'm definitely butchering that last name she she won short track on uh on friday who and she's also focusing on the super long type of races and she she also won cross country today um i don't keegan's i think he's still racing right now cross country but uh, from my understanding he had a he had a big gap last time we checked so yeah i heard he was kind of time trialing last time we checked so yeah that's to be his biggest competition there was matt beers and he's also racing on a stump jumper Burly tires, so he's got a bit of a disadvantage, but he still did really well at short track. Why is he doing that just for fun? I don't, I don't know, man. He just had to borrow a bike last minute. Probably, probably something like that. Oh, interesting. He, he's a, he's a big, tall guy, so probably just whatever he gets his hands on okay. doesn't live here. So, um, and then Luke Lamperty wins his third consecutive Crit National Championship. I, I didn't watch the race, but it, really impressive. He keep he's pretty dominant from my understanding um Tadej Pogacar 2020 and 2021 Tour de France winner won time trial national championships Slovenian time trial national championships and uh Joe Draper's favorite human uh Remco Evenepoel uh won Belgian uh road road championships so impressive ride by him beat out um the other favorite um what's it Wout Van Aert okay so and they're they're different writers, different writers. Which types. is cool. Those are all three names I've actually heard of. So that's good. Congratulations! They must Dan. be they must be kind of big deals if I've heard of them. They're so. okay. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. Any others, or is that that, okay. that that does it for the news? Well, good. Well, thank you. And uh, so, I guess uh, I guess you have a quiz for me. I do have a quiz for you. Okay. No, let me just warn you. Your quizzes don't have to be very hard at all to stump me because I'm not very good at these. Uh, yeah, I've got two questions that he, he might know, and then the third one that it doesn't matter if he knows. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make you think. Kay. I think it's a pretty good question, in my opinion. So first question, who is currently in the lead of the Lifetime Grand Prix, male and female? Oh, my gosh. Um, is it Keegan? Yeah, it's and, Keegan. And Sophia? You got, you got it. Did I really? You did. Oh my goodness! Is is this what it's like to feel smart? I like this. I I wouldn't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, second one. 
For a rider to burn 1,000 kilojoules in one hour on the bike, how many watts do they have to do? And I, I can give you multiple choice. Wait, hang on. Say that again. For a rider to burn 1,000 kilojoules on a bike in an hour, how many watts do they have to sustain for that hour? Um, do, you want, do you want multiple that's, choice? Um, is that the same as 1,000 calories an hour? It's similar. It's close, right? It's close, yeah. But how many actual watts? In the watts, it really is like weight isn't really part of that equation. It's just the amount of no. watts. How many watts would they? Yeah. I'm just going to guess. Okay. Um, for I'm going to guess it's around 300. Pretty close. 278 watts. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's All right. A, you know what? That's a cool question. I like that one. Thank you. Okay. All right. Last one. So... During Joe Draper's walk down the aisle, which he strava because if it's not on Strava, it didn't happen, he averaged 1.13 watts, according to BikeCalculator.com, assuming he was on concrete, wearing somewhat baggy clothing, and in a non-aero position. How many watts could he have saved by going into a more aerodynamic position, like similar to being on the drops on a road bike, so just bending over, like getting his head down maybe eight inches? How, well, how, many, how many watts would that have saved? Him? So I'm thinking just... Based on the speed that he was walking, he was walking fairly slow. 1.6 miles per hour. Um, and his legs were shaved, freshly shaven. Freshly shaved, okay. By the way, but they were. Pants? But he was wearing pants, okay. unfortunately. Uh, they'll um, still like hold tighter to his skin, I guess. Yeah, and and I think his suit was kind of dimpled, which helps. Oh, like you a know. golf ball. Yeah, okay. I think that helps a little bit. But just kind of based on his speed, I, 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 I don't think if he would have tucked down the aisle, I don't think it would have affected him very much. Uh -huh. um, plus he kind of, for whatever reason, had to walk the same speed as Tessa. So, That's interesting. so I really don't were think they, like drafting. Pace no, they were, situation? it was more of an echelon. They were okay. kind of side okay. by side. That so, so yeah, I really, I, I think that, um, this is kind of the one place where he could have been wearing like a, a visor on his helmet and it wouldn't have really affected his, All right. yeah, you know, his aerodynamics. So. All right. So you think it didn't affect him? I yeah, I'd have to say it didn't. Well, BikeCalculator.com would would say otherwise. Um, it could have t saved him 0 0.02 watts or 1.52 percent. So oh, that's true. It could have yeah. he could have been more efficient, but not as fa but it wouldn't have affected his speed. Okay. Yeah. So it took him a minute and nine seconds. So if he maintained the same average power, but in a more aerodynamic position, he could have saved 1.04 seconds over his walk down the aisle. So. Okay. You know, marginal gains. Congratulations. I think you just like out-nerded Joe. Yes. That was the goal. <laughs> so I, I peaked. So Amy, what do you think of the podcast so far? Have you been missing out? No. Okay. No. She says yes. <laughs> All right. Well, so Miles, but let me ask, can I ask you a question? Absolutely. Um, just so people kind of get to know you a little better. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I've always wanted to ask you, why do you ride a bike? Uh I just love asking people that, this that's question. That's a hard one. I mean, obviously, I, I I really love riding my bike. I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I don't I don't know what it is, but like the speed and maybe the rhythm of it. I don't know. It's addicting. Um, the social aspect's a lot of fun too. You know, getting out with your buddies and riding hard. Uh, I also I also love competition. Mm. I'm a, I'm a competitive person, and I. I, I also get a lot of enjoyment out of that. 
I, okay. I hope it's more that that I enjoy bikes, but I think sometimes it's more that I enjoy the competition. Okay, awesome. What my next question, and these are just fun questions. Okay. What's your favorite place to ride, and who would be your favorite person to ride it with? Um, favorite place to ride probably Squamish in British Columbia. I I don't think that can be beat. Okay. Um, favorite per like favorite person to ride with, or like who I would shoot anybody to ride with. Sure. You could pick you know, any any person to ride it with. Other than Dan Draper. I was hoping you'd say yeah. that. You know, I know you're going to make me pick someone else, so um, I don't know. No, you can pick me. Okay. I'll All pick right. Dan. There we go. You heard it here first, you got folks. A, you got a deal. Can I actually tell a Miles story real quick? Yeah, I don't know if you remember it. this, but it was, you, were, you were a junior Devo at this time, uh-huh. and oh. I remember I was riding. I was out doing a Zone 2 ride, which... Those of you know me, I take zone two pretty seriously. I was trying to be disciplined. Yeah. All of a sudden, Miles comes up. I was on the pathway j- just before you get to the bridge that goes across Parley's. All of a sudden, little Miles, junior Devo rider, comes up and catches me, starts talking to me. And we're riding together. We're talking for a while. And he kind of keeps going faster. And I kind of was increasing my pace to try and keep up with him. And finally, I'm just like, I'm going to let him go, you know, cause I'm really trying to keep it easy. And he was going a lot faster and he, he rides off, you know, and I'm like, Oh, that's kind of fun seeing miles for a second. And then he titled his Strava for that day. I dropped Dan Draper. Did I? <laughs> yes. You, yeah. Okay. Those Everybody are... mistakes, makes <laughs> mistakes as a junior Devo. <laughs> Nobody's know. proud of what they did. As a junior I thought it was so funny. So he did drop me and he dropped me either way, but I just thought that was kind of funny. So, there's I've been dropped by Dan before. No, no. So. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Well, should we move on to the meat and potato kind of stuff? Let's do it. Okay. All right. Well, today's topic, I think, um, I think it might at first come across as a marginal gain, but I really don't think it is. And, and you've got to listen to the whole thing to kind of understand why. I think it's actually what we're talking about is a huge maximal gain. And you got to listen to the whole bit to really get what I'm, what I'm going thing. at. So, yeah. so you think they're hooked for the whole thing? They're hooked, yeah. Okay, all right. The most important part is at the end. Yeah, the most important part is whatever part you're listening to right now. Well, just <laughs> no. Wow. So, so we're just going to talk about, like, blood flow, circulation, how to improve it, and so forth. Like, blood flow is is everything it's incredibly important like you know we hear a lot about like high blood pressure and and why that's bad and people are so concerned about their blood pressure and i know a lot of you guys aren't really having blood pressure issues i have no your, idea what my blood pressure yeah, is you know in your teens but you know when you start getting in your 20s you know there's some of you that that might be an issue and you know in your 30s 40s 50s i think a lot of people that might be an issue um you know, and that's not really what we're talking about, but it just kind of illustrates how important blood flow is. I mean, when your when your blood pressure is high, basically your 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 veins aren't allowing a large amount of blood to th- flow through them, so the blood that's flowing through them is highly pressurized. You know, it's kind of like putting your finger over the end of a hose, and you know, and how you squirt it makes the the water squirt further when you put the end, your thumb over the end of a hose. It's kind of it's kind of like that. It's basically your, your blood flow isn't flowing freely and it affects your health. It, it makes your heart work too hard. It causes all kinds of problems later down the road. And 
Um, yeah, you know, that's a, that's a huge deal. And like, like one of the main complications with like type two diabetes is people's circulation is not as effective anymore, which causes like wounds to not heal and, and different organs to kind of not function properly. And, um, you know, so just from a health standpoint, good circulation is incredibly important. And this will become more and more important as you age. You know, when, when you're a teenager, you kind of—it seems like you get a free pass for a little while, but really, you—you just don't have to pay for it yet. You know that you kind of pay for yeah. things later in life. You know, and I'm at that age where you do. But as far as performance is concerned, like <clears throat> your blood flow is huge. You yeah. know, um, has a huge impact on athletic performance. Like when when you go to exercise or run from a bear or or whatever. You know, there's something that signals your your vasculature to, to open up, to dilate, to allow more blood flow to go through so you can run from the bear faster or you can win a race or do, you know. So so it's is it like related to adrenaline? Like when you're starting a race and you feel your heart beating super fast? Is it? Abs- yeah, absolutely. Like when we talked about, we did a podcast about catecholamines a while ago and Great some, of the, some of the um, fight or flight chemicals will, will kind of trigger something to dilate our, our blood vessels and allow more, allow more blood to flow through them, which delivers more oxygen to our working muscles, which makes you run from the bear faster or makes you um, annihilate your opponent in a loving way better. So, yeah. yeah. So, um, and what that, so what that is that signals our, our blood vessels to dilate is a gas. It's a tiny molecule called nitric oxide. Okay. Okay. That's exciting. Isn't that cool? That is so cool. Yeah. And if you guys aren't having fun yet, just wait. This is, (laughs) you're having fun. We're just getting started. How how are we doing, Amy? Oh, she's not even listening to us. She's having so much fun. So, yeah, so, so nitric oxide is, is a gas. It's, it's a compound that, that basically um, it's a signal that tells our blood vessels to dilate to allow more blood flow through. It basically regulates the dilation of our blood flow. Yeah. And it's an extremely, extremely important molecule. Um, basically tells there's kind of smooth muscles in our, in our veins that it tells them to relax. And when they relax, they get... They get bigger and allow more blood to go through. So kind good, of it's good things. Yeah, it's all good things. Um, so nitric oxide, it's produced in the endothelial membrane of our veins, which is kind of the outside layer. And okay. it's produced there kind of locally, uh-huh. you know, so, so in other words, like, you know, if your legs need more oxygen or more blood supply, it can kind of locally allow that to happen okay. in certain parts of the body, you know, so. And it, it also affects like, there's other effects that nitric oxide has too in our body. And, you know, it kind of affects how we uptake glucose. And, um, so yeah, super, super, super important. In fact, um, there's actually like a disorder. There's several disorders associated with not being able to produce nitric oxide. Um, well, so, so how we make, um, how we make nitric oxide nitric oxide it's like it's a gas that only has like a few seconds of a half-life so it's not like we yeah so it's not like we could really hook ourselves up to a a nitric oxide tank blood doping with 
nitric oxide. You really couldn't you, unless oh. you want to die. You know. You, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You can't. It's not hook, a great way to win a bike. Race. Yeah. <laughs> you can't really hook yourself up to a tank. What What happens is your body has to produce it. I see. Yeah, it's produced within your body, but you have to give your body the things that it needs to be able to produce it successfully. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, is that more like fueling during a race or what you eat in the weeks leading up to your event? Or is it kind of all of it combined? Well, and that's where we're ultimately going to get, but basically it's a lifestyle thing. I see. Okay. Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, there's, there's like, yeah, there's nothing you could take just on the spot that would give you more nitric oxide. I mean, maybe there is, and I've, I don't know, Ooh, but, maybe. but not, but not really. So, so let's talk about nitrates. Let's do it. Isn't that fun? That's now, fun. You're familiar with nitrates, right? To some degree. To some yeah. degree. Okay. So nitrates, they are, they're compounds that are found in food, mm -hmm. um, that are made of nitrogen and oxygen. Okay. And these, these nitrates ultimately are kind of what produce nitric oxide, which is what signals our blood vessels to dilate. So how it happens, it's kind of a cool process. And I, um, so what happens is when you consume foods with nitrates, um, you swallow them, they go into your stomach, then they go into your intestines. And when you're in, and after that, they get absorbed into your bloodstream. Okay. So when they're in their bloodstream, they circulate around and they circulate and they go past your mouth into the okay. salivary glands okay oh, and that's interesting and and there in your mouth the bacteria in your mouth reduces the nitrates into nitrite okay. and then you swallow the nitrite and then it gets eventually reduced into nitric oxide you know in, in your veins in your vasculature it seems like a really roundabout way it's a for it to, to happen yeah it's a really roundabout way it basically goes through two reductions to convert the nitrates into nitrite and then into nitric oxide. And it involves going through your blood, then through your mouth, and then you swallow the saliva, and then, then it converts it into nitric oxide. How they discovered that is just, I mean, the guy that discovered that got like a Nobel Prize. Oh, you know, he so, deserves it. Yeah. Um, so crazy process. In fact, I used to think that that, you know, I knew it was kind of like it had something to do with the bacteria in your mouth mm -hmm. helps create nitric oxide. So when I'm jumping ahead a little bit, when I would drink beet juice, I used to kind of swish it around thinking oh, that, yeah. would, which if you know how beetroot juice tastes is disgusting. And that was, it made it even worse to have to swish it around. turns out you don't because it goes, you know, it goes into your bloodstream and then comes in contact with the salivary gland. Maybe the and, placebo is helping you. A no, little I'm not, bit. I'm never going to swish it again. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's, that's how it's made. It's kind of cool. This whole process takes two to three, about three hours. Okay. Okay. So that's, that's super important to bear in mind just cause you yeah. know, we're going to, when we talk about supplementing, um, you need to know that this doesn't happen instantly or it doesn't happen as fast as caffeine happens or okay. so forth. So, um, so yeah, so nitrates, um, are, are necessary in producing nitric oxide. And like we mentioned earlier, they're, they come from food. Yeah. It's, it's probably the best source. No, I think most people listening to this probably know the best source for nitrates is beets. Beets. Oh yeah. Yeah. Beets are probably the most um, potent source of nitrates. 
Um, but but let's also point out that nitrates come in lots of green leafy vegetables like spinach, spinach lettuce, yeah. arugula. I don't even know what that is. I just hear people say it all the time. I've probably had it on a salad in Park City or something. Peppery. Kind is it? Yeah. That's good stuff. I used to always joke that whenever I eat a salad in Park City, it just tastes like a bowl full of weeds. And it's and they but look like weeds. They're fancy, expensive weeds. So yeah. they're probably making you faster. And they probably have nitrates in them. So, yeah. So, so yeah. So, beetroots is probably the, the best source of nitrates in our foods. Um, green leafy vegetables are also really, really good. Um, yeah. So, so an interesting thing about, about nitrates is, is nitrates in, and specifically in beetroot is one of five supplements listed in the international Olympic committee's consensus statement on dietary supplements as having evidence to support their use for boosting exercise performance. And I just read that cause I didn't want to goof it up. But, okay. So basically is there an acronym or? The I O C C S O D S A eight nine. Okay, yeah. <laughs> not a very not a very convenient acronym. No. So, um, so basically, there's like, there's really only five supplements that the International Olympic Committee has identified as being beneficial that are legal. Is caffeine another one of them? Yes, caffeine's. Caffeine. Do you want to see if you can guess them? So there's there's beetroot's one, caffeine's another. Um, we, we that enhanced performance. Yeah but are still legal. The, well, it says having strong evidence. Strong evidence, okay. To support their use for boosting exercise performance. So you got caffeine, beetroot. Zone two? Zone two, oh yeah, zone okay. two, polarized training. Polarized training, <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, I, I have no idea. That's the only... Okay, well, here's the I list. Have. And not all of them I think are that super beneficial. One sec, I'm grabbing some packaging. Is uh? No, it's not. None others. Uh, Probably not. Beta alanine. Yeah, actually, that's oh, one of really? them. Really? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, well, <laughs> I guess there's a, a plus for nom nutrition right there. Oh, so, use code Baker ten for ten minutes off. Okay, so so beetroot, caffeine, beta alanine, creatine. Creatine. Okay. Which really wouldn't be beneficial for cyclists. It I makes mean, you hold on to a lot of water. Yeah, right? it does, and it right. you know I think for for strength type athletes and yeah. more higher intensity athletes that might, I don't or think there's a good reason for, yeah, there's not a good reason for cyclists to use creatine and then sodium bicarbonate's the last one. Okay. Like yeah. isn't, I, I, I'm probably wrong, but like salt, is that it? No, it's like baking soda. Baking soda. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of a lactate buffer. It basically helps oh, so you can, okay. you don't feel as much burn when, um, you know, when, when your muscles are getting acidic. So, uh, beta alanine, I think that just kind of helps, like helps not upset your stomach or something. I don't know. Huh? Yeah. I heard about it a lot in but, conjunction with the, the beetroot powder. Yeah. So I'm, but anyhow, it's just one of five. So that's really, there's, you know, there's really not a whole lot of supplements you could spend your money on that would have an effect, but, um, beetroot and nitrates potentially could have a benefit. Yeah. Cool. Good to um, know. The one thing to point out about beetroot juices and beetroot powders and well, it comes in like powders and it comes in shots. It comes in, um, different forms, but, but beetroot is very, very, very well studied. Okay. There was like, you know, as I was getting ready for this, there was almost too much information. I almost read too much stuff. And then when it came time to get ready, I 
I was all over the place. I didn't really know what I was going to talk about. I just learned a lot of cool things, but, um, and, and it's, it's pretty well accepted that you could experience some marginal performance improvements from supplementing with, with nitrates, usually in the form of beetroot. Um, they are especially beneficial for kind of mid to high intensity type efforts. So not, you know, not your easy spin. Well, you're not like, like I'd probably say for like a cross country race, they'd be very beneficial Okay. for like a triathlon. Probably not. Okay. So just the shorter, the better. Yeah. Or just, just kind of the, yeah, they they tend to do, seem to do better in, in upper intensity type efforts. Okay. Um, they tend to have a better effect on more fast twitch dominant athletes. Okay. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. And, and that seems to track because I, you know, I've, I've used beetroot occasionally um and i i do seem to notice a little bit of a difference uh-huh. i've i've talked to some people that do it and notice no difference whatsoever and um i tend to be a little more fast twitch dominant okay unfortunately um and i was actually just learning too that they tend to do better in more um hypoxic conditions like without oxygen which kind of explains okay. why they do better in more high intensity yeah. type efforts and and I did hear too that it, it, they tend to have good effects on people that are doing events at altitude. I I heard about that too. I also heard sometimes it can contribute to altitude sickness. Oh, that's so not good. Maybe um, test it out and yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't get altitude sick. But um, and then the last the last kind of caveat I wanted to point out about beetroot supplementation is that it has a much better effect on lesser trained individuals. Okay. And originally they used to think that that it didn't really have a good effect on well-trained individuals, but what they're kind of saying now is that well-trained individuals just need twice as much. That's interesting. So if you're, if you're coming off the couch and you do a big old scoop of beetroot powder, that's going to affect you more than someone who has been training for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're a pro athlete, you would need to take a lot more than just a sedentary individual. Is there like a a certain amount? Yeah. Yeah. So they, they kind of recommend, and it's kind of a lot. Um, the, the amount that they recommend being effective is about 400 milligrams for kind of an, an amateur athlete to 800 milligrams. Now, just to kind of put that in perspective, like a cup of beetroot juice probably has about a hundred milligrams. So that's that's a lot. The, like four of beetroot juice. Yeah, drinking four cups of beetroot juice would be a lot. And and so and I have I've used beetroot juice for a little while. I actually do have kind of my blood pressure is a little bit on the higher side, and the main reason I use it is to kind of help control that. Um, it really I don't think it helps my performance at all, as you guys can tell who've ridden with me. But um, I I have never had even close to. 400 milligram serving. So I'm kind of like way below and yeah, I'm kind of way below, I guess a beneficial, um, yeah. dose. I feel know? like so, if you had, you know, four cups of beetroot juice powder or not beetroot juice, powder, beetroot juice three hours before your race, you'd be, you know, having to go pee in the middle of your race and, or throw up during your or race or something. It's, or you, yeah, it's, um, it doesn't taste very good. And, no. um, so yeah, that number seemed a little high to me, but they do have different ways of, of getting it. Mm-hmm. And they have like beetroot shots that I think each shot is like 200 milligrams. So you take a couple shots 
you know, that seems more doable than actually drinking the juice or eating the beets or whatever. Yeah. Um, so the, I think the biggest caveat of all is that like even just beetroot juice is really expensive. I think a jar of it's like six bucks for a jar and there's probably like, yeah, you know, maybe two, according to their, this recommended dosage, you know, two, maybe three servings. And so, so it's a pretty it's, expensive it's pricey, supplement. But, yeah. You know, and, Baker 10 makes it a little less expensive. <laughs> Sorry. I had to sneak that in there. You know. Yeah. So, so that's, uh, but yeah, I would say there's a lot of evidence to suggest that it could be beneficial. Is supplementing with beet juice, beetroot, a big deal? I would say it's marginal. Marginal. Yeah, I would say you know uh, if you've if you've run out of things to spend money on on your bike, you know, maybe start supplementing with beetroot juice. Um, try it out. See if it makes a huge difference for you. My guess is some people will notice a difference. Other people won't. Um, but you know, it, it's worth considering. Yeah. But the thing I really wanted to you know, and kind of the epiphany that I had when I was kind of getting ready for this is that it requires a lot, like our bodies require a lot more than just nitrates to be able to produce nitric oxide. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, and this is kind of where the whole thing really kind of led. And this is kind of where it leads into the, the non-marginal gains, you know, the the maximal gains, gains. that's good. And, And we'll really kind of circle back to stuff we've talked about before, but, um, so, so the, you know, we talked about like our blood vessels have this lining. It's, it's kind of, it's called the endothelial membrane. And that's where the nitric oxide is produced. All right. And there's, there's mitochondria in that membrane that produce it, that also produces free radicals as kind of a byproduct or something. And apparently these free radicals will interfere with nitric oxide production. So, not, no, that's not good. That's not good. All right. And so really for, for, for good nitric oxide production, um, antioxidants need to be present to, okay. to make that, to facilitate that. And that's cool. where do we get antioxidants? Um, like good, healthy foods, foods. Yeah. Good, healthy foods, plants, yeah, especially plant, plants. Yeah. Plants. Okay. Yeah. Um, probably the most potent is the flavonoids in dark chocolate. Oh, They're that's ex- good. They are extremely potent. It's an extremely, extremely potent antioxidant. That's a, that's a good excuse to eat more chocolate. Yeah. And it, but it has to be the gross dark kind, like probably 90%. Oh, um, that's a lot of percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that it's, it's so, so combining like, you know, nitrates with, mm-hmm. with a powerful antioxidant, like, like dark chocolate is going to make the effect a lot greater. So, okay. so that's how, you know, that's how dark chocolate helps to contribute to so nitric oxide. Throw production. some chocolate chips in your previous pancakes and beetroot powder. Does that do the trick? Or do they it... make 90% dark chocolate chips? Oh, I hope not. You just do like <laughs> twice the amount of 50%. I, you know what? That's a good question. And it doesn't seem like it works that way. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I've always wondered that, but I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just way too many calories and sugar that it's not worth. I don't know. But I'm yeah, gonna... it has to be dark. Sorry. Cause it can't taste that good and be that beneficial. You know, no, you gotta, no such thing. You got to turn chocolate into a vegetable somehow, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. So, so, but there's also some other nutrients that, 
that need to be present to, to be able for our bodies to produce nitric oxide. Um, L-arginine is one. It's part of the, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. It's, but anyhow, it, that's found in like nuts and seeds. I think especially pumpkin seeds is a really good source of that. That needs to be present for nitric oxide synthase, I think is what they call it. Okay. Um, usually that's not a limiting factor, but it can be. All right. And, you know, the best source, like I said, is kind of nuts pumpkin and seeds, seeds and pumpkin seeds. And is that why you have it for breakfast every day? I eat pumpkin seeds every day. Yeah. Cool. They're just the ones from Costco. They don't have any flavoring or anything. I just dump them on my oatmeal, my cereal, my eggs, my, <laughs> yeah. Um, another one is citrulline, which is right. actually that's, that's found in watermelon is a really good oh. source of that. Um, but let's, you know, there's other sources too, but watermelon's known as a really good source. Garlic is another food that re- is really helpful in, in aiding your body in creating the creation of nitric oxide, um, magnesium, uh, COQ10. So, so kind of the, the thing I'm really trying to get to here is yes. You know, if you've got the money and you can stand the taste, do beetroot supplementation. It's great. It's awesome. Um, but also like leafy greens and salads, they're also a great source of nitrates too. A good general diet, basically. Yes, okay. but then you need all these other foods too to make those nitrates effective. So the whole thing I'm trying to get out that is a maximal gain is eat lots of healthy plants, you know, like in fruits too, because as the antioxidants that are going to help, you know, not disrupt the nitric oxide production, a healthy diet. I know we've, we've talked about it before, like fruits, vegetables, nuts, berries, they're, they're magical and your body, your body just eats that stuff up. Well, literally, I guess. Oh, yeah. but you know, I mean, it's like, you know, if it comes in the food form, your body's probably going to use it. So if you were, you know, I, I really like beets just by themselves or, you know, in stuff as well is, is eating beets. Like, does that have enough? nitrous oxide in, in it to help you or would you just have to eat an unreasonable amount? Of and that's the thing. I think that's better than really supplementing. I think yeah. just trying to eat more beets, trying to eat more spinach, trying to eat more lettuce and arugula, whatever that is. Um, just trying to eat more of those type of foods, just include those, like eat more salads, basically put, put beets on them. Um, and have a delicious bar of dark chocolate after, Ooh, <laughs> yeah. yum. You know, the, I think that's going to have a bigger benefit than actually supplementing. And you can try supplementing. I mean, it it does work, and it's but it's kind yeah. of expensive. And um, but I, I think the real magic is going to be. The, I mean, this is just another reason to have an awesome, well balanced diet. You know, yeah. you're you know just eating a lot, a lot of berries, fruits, vegetables, and that kind of good stuff is just going to help your body produce more nitric oxide, which is going to help your performance by allowing more blood to flow through your veins to your working muscles. And it's just kind of win, win, win. Yeah. Um, but there's probably even a better way, you know, and this would be especially for someone that might have poor circulation. Okay. Um, but probably the best way to improve circulation is activity is exercise, you know? Um, so I, I, you know, I think, like I said, most people listening to this probably have pretty decent circulation because we're athletes and we already are exercising, but yeah. that exercise you're doing 
is absolutely key to having a healthy circulatory system. Um, so yeah, diet and exercise. Like, I mean, there's nothing like sounds good. Nothing secret or magical here, but just kind of another reason why these things are important. You know, why eating salads and with beets on them and exercising is going to help you be healthier. And, you know, and, you know, like I said, you know, a lot of you guys, you know, you're, you're what, a 15 year old kid, right? You know, you kind of, it seems like you might get a little free pass on this right now, but doing things is only going to help you be better. And then it's going to make a huge difference later on in your life. You know, like when you're long-term impacts. Yeah. When you're in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, like these things become, you, you don't have as much of a free pass, you know, and these things become even more important. So, yeah. So just another reason why, you know, like good plants and healthy foods are just magical and will help us be healthier, happier, better, better people. And I don't know. It's a secret diet. There you go. Yeah. Plants. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's, that's all I've really prepared for today, but just, uh, go eat lots of good, healthy food, have fun on your bikes. Do you have any parting words of wisdom for us? Um, Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. It's been a, you know, big dream of mine. It's finally coming true. So oh, it's a pretty, thank you. Pretty and big day for me. I was I was kind of bracing for you to make fun of me like Joe <laughs> usually does, but Miles has been a lot kinder to me, oh. and I appreciate that. It feels yeah a little less intimidating. So, um, what's our secret word for the day, Miles? Ooh, um, this is on the spot. He hasn't had time to think I about. I, I really haven't had any time. Um, should we say? marginal gains that's two words hyphenated does that count (laughs) okay marginal gains hyphenated that's going to take you guys a lot of time to type yeah and really miles is like the main one that even returns the magic word anyway so i mean so let's see how many people can return the magic word to either miles or i so um thanks for listening everyone and get out ride a lot have fun and joe it's going to be gone for another week. Do you want to come back another week? Yeah, I'd love nothing more. Okay. Yeah. And Amy, thanks for being here. Are you still here? Yeah. Yeah, she's here. She's riveted. Yeah, she just couldn't stop listening to us. All right. Well, thanks, folks, and we'll catch you next week. See ya.